0: I'm Dante DiCaria, and you're listening to the Ottawa Champions pregame Show. Today, I'm joined with newly acquired relief, uh, relief pitcher, Kita Dela Cruz. And Kita, you come from Dominican uh, descent, born in New York, but raised in Miami. How
1: did you get there? Well, I don't remember much about New York except it being cold, and every time I hit a baseball, my thumbs would feel like they're falling off, but I moved to Miami when I was 10 years old, and was raised there. Very different lifestyle. And I'd say a lot more baseball. It's definitely, uh, it gets you more accustomed to, to definitely a lot more good baseball and you become better just playing around a lot of good players. And Florida definitely is a hotspot for some good talent. Why did your family decide to move to Florida? (laughs) I'd say the the weather, (laughs) (laughs) the weather, my New York is way too cold to play baseball. And we have um, we had some family that lived in Florida and we'd go there and just visit but every time we'd go we always wanted to stay and one one time we just decided hey this is, we're staying and it's I definitely like it out there how did your
0: family get to New York from Dominican or was that the first second stop how did that happen
1: that was the first stop my my dad ended up uh, getting his visa first and then my mother and they moved over in the Late eighties and have been there and they worked with painting. They sell art. Mm-hmm. So and my well my dad sells art and my mom she sells jewelry, watches and anything along those lines. So and New York is good for the jewelry, so I guess that might have something to do with it. So you were raised with that background of both your parents
0: being very talented with jewelry and with art. What was that like?
1: You know, I remember I always liked drawing, and I can actually see why now, because I was always around art. So, that settles that. And then jewelry. I mean, (laughs) who doesn't like jewelry, huh? (laughs) You show me someone that doesn't
0: like jewelry, and I'll show you a liar. (laughs) So, you come from Dominican descent, you told me. Have you ever gone back to your homeland?
1: Yeah, we go there often. Um, All of my family lives over there. We actually went this off-season in December. My grandmother had passed away, and... We went out there for two weeks for the funeral, and in Dominican Republic, in Dominican culture, when somebody passes away, you go to church for the rest of the week yep. in uh, their name. So I was out there, and that was right before the season started. So I had to come back. I stayed as long as I could, but I had to come back to keep training and stuff because the season was gonna start. But um, that was last time I went was about five months ago,
0: and. What city do they come from in Dominican?
1: My dad is from the capital, which is called Santo Domingo. Yep. And my mom is from La Vega, a smaller town in the outskirts. I'm curious to know, why Kida? Why did they name you that? Is there anything behind it? The only thing I found out is it's, it's Japanese. It comes from Japanese descent. Um, I don't know what meaning it has, but for me, I'll just go with the, with the big one, the giant fella. Is what Keto means, I guess. And um, they, my my dad did tell me that that was his nickname in Dominican Republic. They call him that, and I I stuck with that name. Um, it's definitely cool. I don't need a nickname or anything. Keto's pretty simple.
0: And if you were named that, you just mentioned your dad in reference to that.
1: Is he big, just like you? No, my parents are actually short. Me and my brother are big, though. <laughs> my brother's about two inches shorter than me, and my, both of our parents are short. We don't uh. We haven't really gotten a good explanation as to how we came out so large, but my dad is five nine, my mom is five three, so, oh. and I'm six six. My brother's six so. four. No, I don't know. I don't know. But you like the Miami lifestyle, right? Yeah, it's definitely good. Um, it's easy to get lost out there because Miami. I'm sure you've heard of it. Miami is Miami, and yeah. there's a lot going on over there at night. But luckily, I was disciplined as a child, not disciplined, I was a disciplined child I should say. (laughs) And and is this your first time in Canada? Yeah, first time in Canada. Great weather I'll tell you. Especially coming from Miami midsummer, this beats that.
0: Did you ever hear of any of the stereotypes and have that been put to to bed? I, I know it's only been one day for you, but did you ever hear of any Canadian stereotypes and do you still believe them?
1: Yeah, actually, um, before I came out here, I have a, fr- a friend of mine. I played with him on the Washington Nationals, and he's he actually played on this team, Kevin Perez.
0: Oh, I remember. That's
1: my boy. Yeah, that's he lived I... with me. Yeah, there you go. You see? Um, I had thrown with him before coming out here about two weeks ago, and he told me that Canada is really nice, and the people are even nicer over there. And I heard that, and I'll tell you what, I haven't rubbed anybody wrong in any way, and... I've gotten along with
0: everybody. I really like it. Hey, listen, Kevin lived with me in 2016. My mom and I billeted him and Andrew Cooper, who still plays okay. here. But He was Kev- with the
1: Washington Nationals Yeah, as that's well, right. I remember. Coast.
0: That's my boy. Um, so, you went to high school in Miami. You went to Somerset Academy, but then you went to community college after. How did you get there?
1: Um, I went to Somerset my junior and senior year, but my freshman and sophomore year, I was at Everglades High School, but I didn't play because of my grades. So, a coach reached out to me from Somerset. They said, hey, we want to bring you in. Transfer schools, and I was an outfielder at the time, believe it or not. And my first year actually playing high school ball was my junior year. Mm -hmm. And a coach from University of Northwestern Ohio reached out to me. Um, I don't know how he found me exactly, but he reached out. Hey, we want to give you a scholarship. Ended up going out there, freshman year of college. And transferred to Volunteer State Community College Mm -hmm. in Gallatin, Tennessee. Yep. And that was in 2014, and that was also the year they converted me into a pitcher. So I pitched all that season about two and a half months or so, and got drafted later that year. I'll tell you what. I wasn't happy at first about pitching, but it is the greatest decision ever. (laughs) Why, though? Is it because you throw 97 or what? Well, it helps when you throw about 100. and You hit 100. Well, I hit 101 before coming out here in a bullpen. Um, but, I mean, that also helps. It makes it a lot funner as well. But I can't imagine facing somebody throwing that hard. So I'm glad I'm the one handing it and not having to deal with it. You hit a batter the other day, so you got to feel bad, right?
0: Because, you know.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> Considering you're think, now talking about how hard you are throwing, you
1: don't want to hit guys, right? I think that was a, a statement right there. I actually went and apologized to him after, and I told him, hey, man, um, actually, he came up to me after the game and said, hey, you hit me on purpose, and I told him, no, man, that was by accident. It just slipped out the nerves, I guess, and I told him, hey, sorry, bro, and he said, no, thank you. <laughs> I guess he didn't want to face me or something. That was a good one, though. All right. Let's go back to 2014.
0: You just briefly mentioned it moments ago, drafted by the Washington Nationals. Yes. What was that moment like for you and your
1: family? It was, I honestly felt like I made the big leagues. I didn't know I'd go straight to my leagues. And all. I thought I was going straight to the big leagues for some reason. And, <laughs> and it was honestly one of the greatest moments. Um, it's crazy. You work for it all your life, and you believe in it, but you don't really know if it's going to happen. And the moment that it does happen is kind of surreal. And it kind of happens really fast. And next thing you know, you're in there and you're playing and you're moving up. But that is definitely one of the greatest moments.
0: And you were still a teenager, spent two years in the organization in the GCL, which I've talked to guys before, and they say the GCL is not fun, 10 a.m., 12 o'clock
1: games. What did you learn from that experience? <laughs> um, what they say is in the GCL, you play with what you got because you don't get any adrenaline from the fans or anything. And on top of that, you do play at noon when the sun is right on top of you in Florida. Yeah. And you could imagine how that is. Florida is hot and humid. And we already get to the field at 6, practice, work out, run, and then have to go out for a game. So what I learned is baseball is not easy, man. And there's a lot of people out there that work hard, but it's definitely something that separates each player from everybody, and I learned it there, and it's to find that fire, because you won't have adrenaline all the time, so I had to find a way to get myself amped up, and that's what I learned. Thank you to the Florida Heat. So after
0: two years in the GCL, you were released by the Washington Nationals. Did you know what your next step was?
1: When they released me, I thought, I didn't know anything about independent, but I thought that was it. I thought I was going to end up in working at Chipotle or something. And then I found out that there's actually independent leagues, the Frontier League, you could play overseas. There's actually a lot of baseball. When I found that out, I was actually really happy because I knew I belonged playing somewhere. And I've only been pitching for two years at the time and I was throwing 98 with barely any experience. And I heard about a few trials, went to some trials, didn't work out and bounced around and it was definitely a grind. What was your time like in the Pacific Association with Vallejo? Oh, that was fun. There's the I'd say the GCL got me ready for that because it's the same thing. I mean, you're not always going to be amped up. Vallejo is a smaller town and not a lot going on there. And it's hard to give it your all when you're not really amped up or something. But that's, what, that's the difference between a good player and a great player. So
0: After your season in Vallejo, you were actually signed by the Los Angeles Angels organization. Tell us how that happened.
1: Um, When the Nationals let me go in 2016, I ended up going to do a few tryouts. Um, Did one for the Frontier League. It didn't work out. Did one for the Rockland Boulders. Didn't work out. And after that, I heard about Vallejo and ended up going over there. That was... um, Fun experience. Definitely learned a lot out there. And when that ended, I got a message on Facebook Messenger from a old high school coach, and he said, "Hey, you want to come down and play um, in the Desert League?" And it was there wasn't much baseball going on, so I said, "Hey, I got to keep playing. I want to keep putting numbers out." So end up go down to Yuma, Arizona, and play in the Desert League. And when that ended, I had a choice: either go back home and just train and wait for Vallejo next year, or I heard about Mexico, and it's good baseball out there, a good experience, and I was five minutes from the border, so it was either go home and wait for Vallejo, or stay there and try and sign into Mexican baseball, so that's what I decided to do, and a friend of mine, she had offered her place for me to stay at with her and her three um, friends, so... I was in a... Believe it or not, I was in a trailer with four girls um, just trying to make the baseball dream come true. Um, And I had to train over there, obviously, to stay in shape. And I can't throw with any of those girls for yeah. obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I'd, so I had to train and stay in shape. And I did that by throwing at a... There was a wall in the trailer park. And I'd go there throw daily until, hey, I felt that was enough. And I shut it down. I wasn't running or anything. There was a... I did the first two weeks yeah. and one night a pit bull started chasing me. I said, hey I'm done with this running. This is I can't do it. I don't want to <laughs> get uh, that's when I did. Never lived in a trailer park, right? No. No, first time. I mean, I've honestly, I haven't seen one. It's it definitely an experience. I mean, I think every, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason and that, that experience right there gave me another chip on my shoulder and more fuel for the fire and I definitely found the way to harness it and use it the right way, but um, like I was saying, I was in the trailer park um, just throwing against the wall, and on Sundays, I'd cross over to Mexico and just find any field, any pickup game, and say, hey, you guys need a pitcher, and go throw there in hopes that someone saw me pitch, they liked how I threw, and said, hey, I know someone. Yeah, Let's get you in contact. So, I mean, honestly, now that I'm looking back at it, at any point, I could have just said, hey, this is. I'm done with this, I want to go home I miss my bed I miss a home cooked meal Tired of living in a trailer With in people I don't know In a place I'm not familiar with But I mean I had, That fire inside of me was burning And nothing was going to stop me If I had to live in a trailer and throw against the wall Then that's what I did But that had happened And when the Nationals released me And I went to the tryout in the Frontier League Before playing in Vallejo My mom had gone with me And we met a guy out there Demetrius Mitchell He's a baseball coach And my mom had talked to him She saw that he knew what he was doing Told him hey would you be able to Help my son get on the team And he said yeah They exchanged phone numbers And that's kind of where that ended Never spoke to the guy again Went to Vallejo Ended up down in Yuma Playing for the In the Desert League Mm -hmm. And In the time that I was down there just in the trailer, training, and crossing over to Mexico on Sundays, Demetrius goes to send a text message to a coach from New York, since that's where I'm from, I still have the number from there, but he sends the text message to my mom by accident, and when she sees it, she says, oh, I remember him, so she sends him a picture of me from that trial that we met at, and he reaches back out and says, hey, this is that big Dominican, Give me his phone number. Where is he? So he calls me on a Saturday. And I answer the phone. I explain to him the situation. And he says, send me some footage. We'll get you on the team. So I sent him some old videos I had. Do you have any new ones, he tells him. And I told him, hey, I'm going to Mexico mm-hmm. tomorrow to yeah. go pitch. I could record it and send it to you. So the following day on Sunday, I cross over to Mexico at... 8 a.m., and I pitched the first game, and I hit the second game, and then I got back, like, at 11 p.m., so I was over there all day. But as soon as I crossed the border back into Arizona, I sent him the videos right away, got home, fell asleep, and when I woke up, he told me that he had eight workouts lined up already. Wow. And he said he would fly out to Arizona so that he could go to the trial with me. And I ended up going to... The Arizona Diamondbacks tryout first, and I did really well there, but um, apparently not enough for to their liking. And the following day, I went to go throw for the Angels, and they called me later that night and said, "Hey, we're going to go ahead and sign you." And when I heard that, it was like uh, the weight of the world got off my shoulder because I mean I wasn't playing ba- I wasn't, I didn't have a job at the moment, and yeah. that's not a good feeling. I'll tell you. And Just then, being out of baseball and not having a job, that's honestly one of the worst feelings, I mean.
0: And then two years later, you're a Midwest League All-Star playing in Lansing, Michigan for the Western Division
1: in front of 13,000 people. I mean, that's insane. You know, um, the Angels signed me in my first year, played at AZL. Yeah. Then the following year, which was last year, 2018, was the first time I broke camp and played in an affiliate. Full-season. A full-season team. And... It was honestly fun. I know most people, when they play in front of a lot of people, they get a little nervous or something along those lines, camera shy or something. But the most people I've ever played in front of was probably like 20 or 30 people. And that was in the GCL, believe it or not. All the teammates out there cheering me on, you got to love it. That was, that's, the most, that's the biggest crowd I've ever been in front of. And I'll tell you what, when I, when I went to play in the All-Star Game in Lansing, Michigan last year, when I stood out there, I felt, I felt even better. I, like, I knew that's what I was meant to do, like be in front of a lot of people and show off what my God-given talent. I really actually felt comfortable, and now that it's not that many people, I definitely am working back to get there, because that's, that, that's a good feeling. I personally fell in love with
0: that. Did you like walking in the first day in the banquet and seeing all these amazing players, guys that were first-round picks and guys like you on both rosters, just meeting
1: everyone? It was, it was, that was an incredible feeling because, I mean, to think I was in Mexico playing in a field that didn't even have grass on the infield or outfield, could you believe that? And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was right outside of a prison. And then two years later, my first season – I'm an all-star, I mean, and I'm around the, so, literally the best that baseball has, the best that baseball has to offer. And to be considered one of them, I, I signed as a free agent. And the, the trials and tribulations I went through, it was, it was definitely worth it. Unbelievable story. Thank you so much for doing this today. No problem. Thank you guys. And hopefully we, uh, we get to see you out here at a few games.